At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I speak with Michael Betzner, who is a very talented portrait photographer based in the US. Michael has over 800,000 followers on TikTok and Instagram, and he has a very interesting way of approaching social media and his work. We talk about his creativity, how he communicates with models, and much more. Please enjoy. Hi, Michael. Welcome to Great Big Photography World Podcast. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy to be here. Hi, guys. My name is Michael Betzner. I am a content creator and portrait photographer. I've mainly focused on editorials and branding and self-love sessions. I do a lot of really creative stuff, um, and I am based out of Durham, North Carolina. Great introduction. Let's start with the technical side of things because some of the listeners are curious about every photographer and their equipment. So what gear do you use? Yeah, um, I use all Nikon gear. So I started with a Nikon D7000 and then transitioned into mirrorless cameras. So right now I'm currently using a Nikon Z7 II and a Nikon Z8. Mm, really interesting. And you got into photography after discovering your partner's old camera, which I think is really interesting. How did that journey lead to your success? Oh, yeah, that was that was a really fun time in life. <laughs> I found his camera when we were moving from Michigan to North Carolina, and I found it still like suction wrapped in the plastic and everything. And I was like, oh, a brand new camera. Like, hello? I had been doing a lot of like photography, but like on my iPhone, I just take pictures of everything. And he had always been like telling me I need to get a camera because it would be really, he just was like encouraging of that. So when I found his camera, he was like, oh my God, I forgot I had that it's time. You got to do this. <laughs> it was definitely a pivotal moment. I remember taking the camera out and just like, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to take pictures of. And I kind of was in like a bad mood about it. Cause I was like, I'm only doing this because my husband wants me to. <laughs> 
And I went out into the woods and I was just taking pictures of like random crap. But I remember being like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like to the point where when I left the like park I was in, I was like emotional. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is the thing I want to do. This is where I want to like put all my energy and I'm going to make this into a career. And then, yeah, so it was very, a very big moment. I can imagine. And I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate myself included. The first moment you realized that you loved photography. I mean, that's a really special moment and that's not something you'll ever forget. And it's the beginning of something really special for many, if not all photographers. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I'm so grateful. You're completely self-taught by the way, which I think is really impressive. And I'm sure that has helped you produce highly creative images and breaking the rules and trying different things. What advice would you give to people who feel pressure to follow rules and guidelines and how can they break free? The advice I would give someone who feels pressure to follow guidelines is to unfollow literally everyone on Instagram that's giving you guidelines and don't look at social media and don't look at YouTube and don't look at anything for like a week and try and forget as much as you can because guidelines and rules are the way that art is muffled art is supposed to be freedom of expression in every way so there are no rules and there are no guidelines and disconnect from the things that make you feel like you need to use guidelines or stick to rules because at the end of the day there is there's nothing that is absolutely needed other than turning the camera on (laughs) so just step away from whatever it is that's making you feel like you need to follow rules or guidelines. And one of the things I did this year that really helped was I unfollowed all the photographers or the creators or the people that I compared myself to and people that made me feel insecure or people that made me feel like not good enough. And that really opened up my creativity as well, because I wasn't comparing myself to anybody. And I also wasn't looking at their photos or their art and being like oh my god how can i be that way i just i've just been really leaning into myself that's a great answer i think it's really important to spend quality time with yourself to understand your unique creativity because if you constantly are exposed to other people's art then you'll just naturally be influenced by that art whether you like it or not and it's not the photographer's fault so i don't think it's anyone's fault i think as you said it's important to disconnect occasionally and just reconnect with yourself and your true creative self yeah yeah in one of your instagram videos you mentioned community over competition which is very evident in your work because you don't gatekeep and you often share many behind the scenes videos to help your followers as someone who often educates others about photography what is something that in your opinion professional photographers don't talk enough about I feel like professional photographers don't talk enough about the like financial struggle of being a full-time photographer. I feel like everybody, anytime you see someone who's got followers or anyone who's made it, you're like, oh, I can't wait to be there because they, they probably have so many clients and they have everything figured out and they're just, you know, they're good to go. And like, I think being more open about the like, financial strain of being a full-time artist is something that needs to be talked about more and just like the struggles in general i mean specifically financially but just in general just the struggles i see a lot of photographers big and small just like pretending like everything's fine and never opening up about any of the hardships that they have and that's something that i've kind of built 
into my content as well as openly talking about things that are struggles because that's what connects us all. We're all humans and being open about the, th- the hardships you're going through in your business or just in your personal life, but specifically photography, it just, it brings us all together. It helps us connect and it helps other people understand that like, it's a normal problem to have and they're not alone. And that is a really big way to build community and trust with your audience and the people that are following you is to just be honest about the things you're going through, good and bad. I like that very much. People can sense authenticity and honesty, right? I can see that there's so much engagement on your Instagram and TikTok and everywhere else because people can sense that you genuinely care about their well-being and you want them to be creative and you openly share so much information. So, I mean, for me personally, I'm sure the listeners can relate as well. I can just sense that immediately and that makes me feel like the person whose content I'm viewing is my friend, right? Yes, yeah. And that's the thing is I... I genuinely look at all of my followers it sounds so cheesy because that's what people say all the time but like i genuinely connect and like the people who follow me are my friends like i'm i'm dming them every day i'm talking to them all the time all the people i'm friends with in real life that i meet up with and hang out with are people i've met on instagram or tiktok and like i just i genuinely care and love all the people who follow me as much as you know i can without meeting them but like i care about their well-being i care about their businesses and their lives and the things they're doing. And it's, it does come through. And I love that you said that. Cause that is one thing I like genuinely care deeply about is I'm like, how can I make the people who follow me feel like they're a part of a community? And then how can I show them that I care? So it's nice to know that it comes across. <laughs> it definitely comes across. And we'll talk more about the community building aspect of it later, but at what point did you realize, oh, wow, I'm actually getting a lot of attention and my work really stands out on social media because you have so many followers and people, as we just said, really connect with your work. So was there a specific point where you realized that it was happening for you? Yeah. So I think it was last year or the year before I was posting videos on TikTok and I'm not very like tech savvy or like social media savvy which is funny because i have a lot of followers but i don't really understand social media super well or at the time i did i i understand it very well now but at the time i had no idea what i was doing i was just posting videos and i was like i'm gonna start a series just to see what happens i started posting on tiktok and i started it by saying day one of me posting my photo shoots until i go viral and on day 18 i had a video hit 800,000 views And I was like, okay, period. I went viral. And I thought that was really cool. And right after that, I had like a lull. I didn't get any like sort of big amount of views. And I was kind of sad about that. And I was like, I don't know what I'm like, how to do that and how to like maintain growth and views and interaction and engagement. Um, And a couple of months after that, I was like, you know, honestly, fuck it. I'm just going to post what I want to post. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to stop caring about likes and engagement and interaction i'm just gonna post what i want to post and as soon as i did that i had like three to four viral videos a week where i was getting hundreds of thousands of followers a month um i went from having like five or six thousand tiktok followers and ten thousand instagram followers in like three or four months i went up to five hundred thousand tiktok followers and ninety thousand instagram followers and now today i've just been continuing that and I think I'm at, I'm almost at across the board. I'm almost at 800,000 followers across both. That's kind of when I 
realized like, okay, if I just lean into myself and I continue to not put too much pressure and effort into going viral and I put effort into myself and the things I want to create, that makes me stand out. And that was like a year and a half ago. So yeah. (laughs) Amazing. So you got most of your Instagram followers from TikTok, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. And I love that you had to lean into yourself in order to find that sweet spot and to connect with people and get more exposure. Because I think ironically, a lot of people do have these formulas. And if you follow this, this and this, then your video will go viral. And I think, of course, that works sometimes. But if there's a touch of authenticity, as we said before, if there's that personal side of things, then people will find it easier to connect with anyone's work easier said yeah. than done, of course but it's it's good to know that you found success that way it's i think it's more holistic <laughs> yeah yeah i grew an audience very organically which has been a lot of fun i have friends who have personality brands and have built like followers and an audience off of a personality that they kind of invented Um, which is very common, but they're very burnt out all the time because they're having to get online and pretend to be someone they're not. And I feel very just like blessed and happy and lucky to be able to just get online and be myself no matter how I'm feeling that day and people show up. So yeah, it's nice. (laughs) And I think also the way that you film, I watched a few of your TikTok videos and you are very open about your process and you share the behind the scenes. But I think what I was personally drawn to the most was just the the creative aspect of things, just to see how another photographer gets creative. Sometimes you use the simplest items, like recently for a shoot, you used, I think, tights, if I'm not wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Covered them, covered the lens with them and created this hazy, beautiful, glamorous effect. So things that people don't typically think about, just seeing that in a video can spark ideas and again, build converse- or start conversations. I think yeah. that's really important and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's... And like, to be honest, I'm just trying to have fun and capture what I'm doing. And hopefully someone can learn something from it along the way. And so far, it's been working out. I mean, people have been learning things and I've been learning things and I've been having a really good time. So I'm so glad that it connects with you in some way. It means a lot to me. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And obviously, creativity plays an important role in your photography, as we've said multiple times already. But I'm curious to know about a recent shoot that you had that was really creative and Mm -hmm. i'd love to know more about the process so recently i mean it's not super recently but i did an editorial was a group like a group of models i think it was five and i shot with them on the beach and i styled them like i i bought all their wardrobe and i did like i styled their makeup and their jewelry and everything and then i posed and directed them and that was really fun for me artistically to push myself posing wise I really wanted to do something kind of like bland in every other way so like no prompts and like most of the models came with no makeup on at all I wanted it to be very bare and just minimal because I wanted to really push the artistic way of posing I got it really into just like creating shapes and lines and depth with like the human body and that was so fun Another thing I did recently that was just like super creative was I took a gobo. Do you, uh, do you know what a gobo is? <laughs> no, please explain. Okay. So it's a attachment that you put into your lighting 
and it makes it look like a window. So it makes like it look like light is shining through a window. You kind of put like slides in and you can do different shapes and stuff. So like you can make it look like a spotlight or um, a star or a window or something like that. And I use the window shape and I shot in studio with my friend Alex and she was completely naked. And I just wrapped her in saran wrap and pressed flowers in between the saran wrap until you couldn't see that she was naked underneath. And then I turned all the lights off and I just shot with the window shaped lighting. That was really fun. I've been playing around with a lot of weird studio lighting recently. And that was also the shoot I used the like the pantyhose over the lens. That was that was like a really fun creative shoot where I really pushed myself because I I don't like shooting in dark low light just because I was really uncomfortable with it. And I was like, well, if I'm uncomfortable with it, then I need to jump into it and do it and ended up being one of my favorite shoots so that's that's probably my most recent one that i'm really proud of and really excited for and it really made me feel creative and inspired and like motivated to try more new things i think when you discover a new idea for yourself using everyday objects especially you feel so proud of yourself right and you're you have that motivation to continue searching for new things that other photographers don't use and not necessarily in a competitive way more so just to discover your own unique original voice as a photographer yeah yeah i mean i definitely when i come up with new things or when i find new things and i use it i'm not usually proud of myself (laughs) until i do it and it works so i usually take some time to like in my head mentally like figure things out i'm not very good at communicating my ideas Uh, Luckily, I have really amazing friends who are models who I can just be like, hey, come over and like, we're going to do something crazy and weird. And most of the time they are like, down to do it and they're ready to go. Which is good because like, I'm not very good at communicating, but I don't get proud of myself until I do the shoot and I'm like, okay, did it work? And I've been pretty like lucky with, um, I'm very ADHD, so I hyper focus on it before I do it. So I pretty much think through every possible way it couldn't work and then prepare for that. So most of the time, the first time I do something, it works. And then I'm like, slay, I did it. Amazing. If not, then I go back and I obsess over it until I get it right and I do it over and over again. But yeah, it makes me really excited. Every time I do something new, I get really motivated and excited and i'm like oh my god i have a new idea yay let's go like obsess over it for a month (laughs) (laughs) that's so interesting every photographer has their own approach i'm very different in that i if something doesn't work i'll just move on to another idea which maybe is a reflection of my impatience but i always admire photographers who can just work on the same idea for a long period of time and it really helps them perfect their results yeah yeah it's it's um it's funny I, i i do that too where i'll have an idea and if I try and it doesn't work. If it's not an idea I feel super like pulled towards, I'll just be like, okay, whatever, bye. But for the most part, I I almost get like frustrated with it. And I'm like, no, this is going to work. And I'm going to figure it out because I want it to work. (laughs) Yeah. Persistence is good, right? It's good. It's a good skill to have and to perfect over time. Yeah. You just talked about models and you said that you're not the best at communicating, but based on what I've seen in your images, you you're very good at making people feel comfortable in front of the camera. And I know that that's something a lot of portrait photographers struggle with. So what advice would you give to people who want to make their models feel at ease in front of the camera? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not great at communicating my ideas and making it sound like 
aesthetically pleasing beforehand. I'm lucky because people now see my content and they just trust me. So when I'm like, hey, come over and I'm going to wrap you in saran wrap, they're not like, what on earth? They're just like, okay, yeah, sounds cool. I'm really good at communicating, posing and direction and connecting with people. I'm just very extroverted and I love talking to people. I love meeting people. So I guess the advice I would have for people to get like your models or your clients like comfortable in front of the camera is just like be genuine. And I know that sounds kind of like, well, what do you mean be genuine? I'm trying to get them to pose, but like have some moments of connection and don't let yourself feel that pressure. Cause I know that it shoots. Sometimes it feels like a lot of pressure and you're like, Oh, I have to, you know, I only have an hour or I have limited amount of time. I have to get the best shots. And I think when I let that pressure go and I just started saying, let's just have fun and see where it goes. And like, let's just like, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I start listening to my, started listening to like my clients insecurities or the things they didn't want or the things they did want and like flowing with that and moving with that that really helped me get creative in a different way also showing your client and your model the images in your camera while you're shooting i do that like 40 different times during a shoot i'll take pictures and then i will show the person i'm taking pictures of and be like look how cute this is and like because a lot of the time they'll notice something i won't or it will just motivate them to like try new, more crazy or weirder poses because they are like, oh, okay, like that's cute. I like that. I look good here. I trust you now. Let's do something even more weird. And so then I can direct them into more weird poses or something that's maybe a little bit more uncomfortable or like out of their comfort zone because they're seeing that what I'm getting is something they like. I like that approach as well. I think that building trust is important. And I think every model will feel uncomfortable at first. Even when you take self-portraits with yourself, you know your style, right? But it's still difficult sometimes to shoot. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about giving yourself some time, giving the model some time. And then, as you said, continuously showing them the results. I used to think it was obnoxious because I used to have a lot of portrait shoots when I was younger. And I remember feeling really, I don't know, I felt a little bit awkward giving compliments to the model all the time because I thought that they would get annoyed. But in reality, it means more to them than you know, I think, because it's it's what they need. They're in front of the camera. It's a vulnerable position to be in. And so when someone tells you genuinely that you look nice and that you're doing a great job, then it can make a very big difference. Yeah. One thing that I, I notice a lot of photographers doing is when they pose somebody, if they don't like the picture, they'll go, ooh, no, that wasn't good. Let's try something else. And I think saying something trying to maintain like the positive feedback loop of like i love what you're doing here let's try it this way because i think it would look even better instead of saying oh that wasn't good say okay love this but let's do it this way because it just is like easier to hear and being in front of the lens as well i model a lot now because i just need to know what it's like to be directed and i get that feedback and I, I, I'm like, okay, what would I want in this situation? And how would it, I feel more comfortable? Yeah, it's great. It's, it's really made me grow as a photographer to start modeling because hearing other people direct uh, makes me be like, okay, I don't want to do that. <laughs> or I want to do that. That's something I want to add into how I direct. So that's, that's actually the biggest like way I've grown in directing my clients and my models. 
I really like that because, I mean, from a psychological point of view, you're supposed to experience the same thing that your models experience in order to get the best idea of what yeah. it is for them from their perspective. And so it's great. So when you decided to do this, did you start reaching out to people as a model or do you just have friends who take photographs of you? I acknowledge that my journey was a lot different than most people's because by the time I started modeling, I already had quite a following on social media. So it was easier for me to go find quality photographers who would want to work with me because I had followers and they were easier to like work with for free or on a lower budget. But I would just reach out to, and I had also made so many photographer friends that are so talented. So I reached out to my friend, Ashley, and I was like, Hey, I kind of want to get into modeling. I just want to see what it's like to be on the other side of the camera. This was almost three years ago now. And I was really, really insecure at this time. I was, I grew up with a lot of like, eating disorders and body dysmorphia. And I just really did not love myself. Um, I had horrible self-talk and I would always talk down to myself and I let her know. I was like, Hey, like I'm really insecure, but I need to like push through this. But you know, I just want to let you know. And she's like, yeah, totally. Like she came up with a little idea that was like super simple and easy. And we met up and shot and it was really, really scary at first. But by the end of it, I was so I felt so free because I pushed through that uncomfortable feeling. And I I just kept reminding myself, I'm like, when you're uncomfortable, you're growing. And at the end of the day, if I don't like these pictures, I don't have to post them. I just am proud I'm here. And that was the first photo shoot I ever did. And I ended up loving those pictures and they were so fun. They also went viral on TikTok. I think they got like four or 5 million views. Like it was, it was just such an amazing growth opportunity for me that I was so proud of myself for pushing myself into And then also I got to connect with so many more people being that raw and vulnerable openly and saying, this was really hard for me, but I did it anyway. And when you're uncomfortable, you're growing. And ever since then, I've just been lucky enough to have really talented photographers reach out to me and say, Hey, like, I'd love to take pictures of you. And here's my idea. Or I have ideas come into my head and I have a really amazing friend named Danny who lives in Ohio, but she comes and visits me and I'll be like, Danny, I have like seven ideas while you're here. And she'll be like, let's do them all. And it's been an incredible journey. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely been an incredible journey and so interesting to hear about it. Thank you for sharing that. I think definitely we all have our insecurities or struggles and it's really important to face them. And I think when you do that through photography, if possible, with someone you trust, it can be very healing. So I'm glad that you had the opportunity to do that with someone that you trusted. Yeah, yeah. As a self-taught photographer, what did you struggle with the most at the beginning? Manual settings. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I shot in automatic for like a year. And I also just had really big self-doubt and lots of like, I had a mental block of like, I would just, I'd be like, I'm not a real photographer until I can shoot manual or until I can do this. And I would put all these limiting beliefs in my head. And I think that really was the biggest thing that held me back the longest. And then when I let those things go was the same time I was kind of like, you know, whatever, I'm just going to post whatever I want to do, you know, and I'm going to try my best and post it, even if it's not great. And I saw success in so many different ways, like success on social media and success in my clients. I started booking more people and success of like just feeling comfortable and happy in myself and taking time to just accept where I was and being telling myself and reminding myself it's okay because 
I think a lot of the time in like the photography community, it can get toxic where it's like, well, if you don't shoot manual, you're not a real photographer. And it's like, well, is that true? You know, like at the end of the day, this is a hot take. If you pick up a camera and take a picture, you're automatically a photographer. So like whether it's in automatic or not, like you're doing it and you've made it farther than the majority of people. The majority of people want to become a photographer, but they never do anything about it. So the fact that you've picked up a camera and you've started means you've made it farther than 90% of the other people who have that thought. So just like being proud of myself, holding that and allowing myself to be proud of myself, even when I wasn't 100% happy with the work I was putting out. So limiting beliefs were the biggest struggle. And then learning how to shoot manual (laughs) was really hard. As someone with ADHD, it was so hard to sit and focus and be like, what does this mean? (laughs) Yeah, it took me a while to understand it as well. I'm also self-taught, so I just couldn't be bothered with the rules. And not to completely yes. discount rules, by the way, but yeah, I'm also the kind of person who's like, I just want to go with the flow, whatever I'm feeling, I'll just take photos of that. So it took me a long yeah. time before I even knew what aperture was. <laughs> oh, girl. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I was just like, I like the blurred effect. I don't know what it's called. I'll just I'll use this number and it works for me, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah. And I will say like all the editing things now, there's so many editing hacks you can do even if your photo looks like garbage coming out of the camera it can look amazing so <laughs> if you're good at editing it doesn't matter that's true that's true yeah and again i love that there are so many different approaches that photographers can take if someone does like rules and settings and learning things that way and it works for them that's amazing but if it doesn't work for someone else then there are other options and that's very uplifting to know yeah yeah i'm 100 As you said, across TikTok and Instagram, you have around 800,000 followers, which is a very large amount. And the way that you connect with them is by being authentic and by sharing behind the scenes videos, sharing tips. What advice would you give to photographers who want to get better at connecting with their audience? Do you think it's important to share their process of taking photos or is there anything else they could do? I mean, it's, it's different on each app. Um, For me, I would say like I, Instagram is definitely more like sustainable tiktok really like the algorithm and the way tiktok is set up they want you to post like five videos a day and it's just not sustainable but just be yourself and be real and honest and like show up on your stories talk on your stories be on there and talk about your process show behind the scenes videos the biggest thing that i found that i get to connect to people on is when i make series about things and i openly just talk about it and so i'm like okay so like i'm gonna you can make a series about anything of like you know, i'm gonna do a series on color so this is today i'm doing red and then you know make a whole video about behind the scenes of doing a red photo shoot and then when you're done be like okay come back later and we're gonna do orange and it creates like a following of people who want to see the results of everything you're doing but it also gets people to connect with your personality and who you are and how you interact with the world and the way you see the world and just being genuinely yourself and not worrying about if people are going to laugh at you or not or whatever people are going to say just be yourself be goofy be weird be real like that's the biggest thing and i know that probably sounds like not like not great advice is to be real because you're like what does that even mean but like just breathe into yourself and be that embodied version of yourself as much as possible online no i think it's great advice and as you said earlier you have some people that you know who have these personalities online and it is difficult to maintain that i think when you are trying to be someone else for the sake of other people and it does eventually lead to burnout 
And mm-hmm. so being yourself and trying to connect with yourself and showing people your real side, if that makes any sense, then yeah, that's definitely a good idea if someone is comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah. How can people find you online? I am on Instagram, Michael underscore Betzner photography. Uh, my TikTok is Michael Betzner photograph. So almost fo- photography, but that's too many characters. So. <laughs> and those are my social medias. My website is michaelbestnerphotography.com. I'll make sure to share all the links to Michael's work in the description. So make sure to look at his work. Michael, I have one more question for you. And that is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? If I wanted to f- achieve anything, I think the biggest thing I want to achieve is to just not allow myself to get boxed in or stuck in a place where I'm creating for social media or brands or something that doesn't give me creative freedom. And I want to help educate people that you can be a photographer and you can be successful and you can also be happy and be yourself and you don't have to run yourself dry every day. I just want to show people that you can be real and you can be authentic and you can have boundaries and limitations and that doesn't stop you from being successful. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think it's so important because for a lot of people, the idea of success goes hand in hand with burnout and stress and lack of free time. And yeah. I mean, it's not appealing. And unfortunately for many people, that is the case where they're really trying hard and they think that that's the only way to achieve any kind of success. But you are a great example of someone who goes against that, who is still successful, but as you said, has boundaries. And I really admire you for that. And and again, thank you very much for being so open on social media. It was refreshing to look through your content, to watch some of your videos. And I wish you the very best with your journey moving forward. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for having me. And yeah, I, I can't wait to possibly do more in the future. I would love that. Thank you. Of course. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I really enjoyed speaking with Michael because he is such a creative photographer. He has such an interesting approach to his work. I hope that you're inspired to experiment with different ideas of your own and to follow your instincts, your intuition, and really enjoy the process of taking photos first and foremost. If you want to support us, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts please visit the supporter page in the description to find out more. It's photographycourse.net slash supporter. There you'll find a link to the Apple Podcast review page where you can write something about us and let other people know how much you enjoy listening to the podcast. Thank you very much and I'll see you next week. There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to PhotographyCourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.